My dear sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, we are well into the ordinary time of the year, but the readings of today are extraordinary because the church calls us to respond in a dual yet single movement, to go within and to experience the mercy and love of God, and with that energy and passion, to go beyond borders and share that mercy with all people, with all of humanity, something that our world is so much in need of today, especially in these times of uncertainty. Reflecting on the readings of today, I am reminded of an incident that took place a few years ago. I invited a few of my Christian friends to a class where Buddhists, Hindus and Muslims shared their experience of God. They shared where they meet God. They shared how they pray. Their sharing was deep, simple, and they connected it to significant moments in their lives. A Muslim woman in the audience nudged my friend and said, You know where my God is? And pointing to her heart, she said, My God is here. We can only enter into the value of others be at home in their houses of prayer and have may and make the words of the prophet Isaiah a reality by a genuine appreciation of its prayer of the heart whatever understanding of prayer or of God that the heart holds in today's first reading we hear I will bring foreigners to my holy mountain says the Lord I will make them joyful in my house of prayer for my house will be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Please note, for all peoples. This takes me to a time when we were preparing special needs children for special Olympics. The race began and then they noticed that their friend had fallen. They stopped in their track, they went back and held the hand of their friend and brought her all together to the finishing line. No one was excluded. This is the spirit that God is nurturing in us in the first reading. The spirit of including everybody. But this can happen only if we pray together. Only if we have compassion together. The breath of the compassionate God breathes on all alike. Extending the invitation of God's mercy for all. The Jews are the beloved of God. The Gentiles are are the favoured ones and considered worthy of the good news. Paul, in the second reading, is very proud to be sent as their apostle. And when Israel rejects God, Paul says, God never takes back his gifts or revokes his choice. In today's Gospel, Jesus has spoken of the place earlier. In Matthew 11, 20, 22, then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles were performed because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you were performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, for Tyre and Sidon, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you.
In three verses, Jesus mentions Tyre and Sidon three times. A little earlier, Jesus is challenging the Pharisees and explaining to his disciples that it is not what goes into the mouth that makes us unclean, but it is what comes out of the mouth that makes us unclean, because what comes out of our mouth comes out from our heart. After all this, Jesus now has actually come to Tyre and Sidon. Jesus knows he's in Gentile territory and he brings his disciples with him to give them a first-hand experience of what he has been speaking to them all this time. And when he comes to Tyre and Sidon, a woman, which is usually the case, approaches him. She's shouting, agitated and worried because her daughter is possessed by a demon. All the onlookers are wondering what this good Jew is going to say to this Canaanite woman. Jesus is a real actor. He does not answer. He does not even say a word, the gospel says that. The gospel reminds us. Jesus takes the side of his disciples and he says to the woman, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the nation of Israel. Perhaps the woman considered herself the lost sheep and how happy she was that Jesus came just for her. She was now entitled to ask her request. She now does not shout, but she says only three words, Lord, help me. What came out from her mouth was from the purity of her heart. Continuing to side with his disciples, Jesus says, it is not right to take the bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. The woman is neither offended nor does she accept this as the last word. And with the same respect as before, she replies, Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus is both proud of this woman and at the same time dumbfounded. A dialogue such as this can only happen in an atmosphere of honesty, of humility and of acceptance. The woman ex experienced all of this. She and Jesus were both honest. Jesus provided for her the space where she could share with him what was uppermost in her heart. She could claim her rights. She could express her opinions. And most importantly, she knew that someone did care. Jesus surprises us by the conversation that goes on further. We can notice here, Jesus does not want this woman to have his faith for her request to be granted. He commends her for her faith that she already has. And he says, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. The faith that mothers can have that I experience from my own mother. The parallel passage of this in the Gospel of Mark 7.30 says, And when the woman went home, she found her daughter lying on the bed and the demon gone. 
You can just imagine the joy of a mother when she sees this. She is in peace and she is happy. In the beginning of the story, the woman comes crying out to Jesus. And at the end of the story, she is going away happy because her faith is affirmed and her request granted. My dear brothers and sisters, today, let us go to God. Let us go to Jesus. Jesus is in our territory. He is waiting for us to go to him, to cry out for mercy for ourselves and for each other. And what he said to the woman, he will say to us, you have great faith, your request is granted. In the three readings of today, we have the invitation to be in the house of prayer together, to experience compassion together, to share what is most important to us and to experience that mercy of God. Along with this invitation is a promise that, God's, that our requests will be granted in God's time and in God's way. This invitation and promise, this acceptance and love will give us the energy and passion to go out to all, or to all people and proclaim the tender mercy of our God. And together with the psalmist of today, we can all sing with one voice. Let all the peoples praise you, O Lord. Let all the peoples praise you. Amen.